Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are you? Welcome to The Chaos Mind, where we talk about all the deep and meaningful stuff that goes on inside of the gray matter that is in between our ears. I've got a surprise for you guys. Tomorrow I am having a guest speaker. Her name is Maribel, and we're going to be talking about... Actually, we're going to be talking about the same thing that I wanted to bring to you guys today. Why did you choose the spiritual path that you're on right now? And this is kind of a controversial topic. I understand. And I know that some people are going to say that it's Christianity all the way. There's going to be people who say that it's Buddhism all the way. It's Islam, the Druids, Wiccan, Pagan. That There's so many different organized religions that are out there. But my question to you is why do some people choose their own fluid path to an organized religion? And on the flip side of that coin, why does organized pe organized religion draw in so many people, but it also repels so many people at the same time? What is it about this this organized control? Everything's written down. Everything's done exactly the same way. Specific methods. What is it about that that a attracts some people and also repels other people at the same time? As somebody that has come from organized religion. Right? I started in I I started my spiritual journey in organized religion. Man, that's so so cheesy and corny, but it's true. When I was five years old, I chose to be a Catholic. I chose to be baptized. I went to a Catholic school for the first four years that I was in schooling. I chose it. When my parents started to see the bullying that was happening and they were starting to see some of the behavior issues, they were starting to see some of the emotional fallout of what I was experiencing being uh, um, punished and abused by the teachers and the priests and the nuns that actually ran this Catholic school, they made the choice to pull me. And they sent me to another public, they were sent me to a public school, the first public school that I went into, which was actually run by a Christian church. And much of the same bullying happened, but at this time it came from the students because I was starting to ask the big questions. At 10 and 11 years old, I was starting to ask the big questions as to how can this happen and how can it still be the will of God? And they didn't like that. The priest did not like having to have a 10-year-old question their sermons and ask those big why questions, who, what, when, why, how questions. They don't want you to ask that at 10. They just want you to obey. They just want you to follow the rules. So they turned a blind eye. All the teachers turned a blind eye to all the students that would in increase, increase the harassment and the bullying that I was getting at that school. The students were trying to make me conform because I was the weird kid. Next school I went to was completely public. It was not under any uh, religious sector, section, rule, anything like that. It was a complete public school. And it was the first time that I ever had the chance to actually excel in many different areas that I was very gifted in. Music, math, arts, crafts, um, languages. I was able to excel in these things. And it made me think, okay, if it is so important to have a faith, to have a spirituality why can't I find something on my own why do I have to conform to something that has been written, literally written in stone for well over three and a half thousand years or longer depending on which timeline you'd like to play with why can't I find this on my own why can't there be other things that are out there that have similar truths that have similar meaning and they portray the similar message from the one what I know now is the one creator um, how can that not be out there? Why is it only this way or that way? Like, what is it about them that repels so many people like that? And yes, I know my 
my experience is probably singular and it's individual and there's not you know not everyone out there is going to be able to connect with that you know yes being punished and abused by nuns and priests and teachers that ran a catholic school yes and I, t I talk about it now because it needs to be understood that this happened. It needs to be understood that there are people out there that will bear these that bear these scars. They don't talk about it. It doesn't it doesn't affect us as much as it used to because we've worked on it. We realized that no, this wasn't all made up. It wasn't just oh, it's the will of God and this is how you repent and all that stuff. This wasn't made up. We actually went through this. There's a group of us now that have been like, oh my God, do you remember this? Yeah, I remember that. I remember it. Do you remember it? I remember it. Yeah, this actually happened. We're not crazy. They tried to give us medication. They tried to psychoanalyze it away as overactive imaginations and oh, we watched too many scary movies and oh, we did this. That wasn't the case. This happened. And it happens all over the world. But I digress. Sorry, that's not what I want to get stuck on. My point is why is having a fluid spiritual path a bad thing why can you not do what what I've done and it wasn't by choice I just it just kind of happened that way for me where I've done I've gone down many different paths and I've found the same truths and understandings in all the different paths that I've walked down to come back to my own um, my own understandings if you will right the same truths that are out there I found the ones that resonate the most with me and it took me 25 years to get there which was through the law of one. Oh, hang on a second my phone thing with which was through the law of one and the 11 universal laws or principles or the spiritual laws or principles right there's 11 of them and every single other religion that I've ever been a part of every single other faith that I've ever been a part of all that I've studied from a theological and philosophical standpoint they all have the same truths in there. They've all been written and rehashed and recited with agendas and influences of times, location, history, periods, wars, you name it. Religions have been changed so much. There are 4,300 living religions in this world. 4,300 living religions in this world. And they all stem from five origins. All of them with that rehashing and that retelling there's so much that has changed because it has been changed to suit the needs of the person that was retelling it they were either somebody that was in power that needed to be a, that was a leader that needed to have everyone else on board with what they were thinking and what they were saying so we're now talking about programming we're now talking about the, um, <laughs> modern day psychological warfare what we know as psychological warfare back then they used religion back then they used the faith because it's something that everyone had you may not all have the same job you may not all have the same income but back then everyone had similar faith they all had the same faith and if you're trying to get one group of people over here to believe something to follow you and to think and do and act and say as you do then you need to spin the words that have literally been written in stone you have to spin the words in your own manner so that you can get people on board with you, that you can have them think, act, do, and say things the way you want them to. You have to spin it. So tracing everything back to its roots is hard. And with 4,300 living religions that are out there, it is hard to trace the roots. Right? It took me five and a half years of actually tracing the different roots of Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and Hindu to find it. <clears throat> 
and they all stem back to one geographical location which is right near Kathmandu if you would like to know it right near Kathmandu I can send you my thesis it's 58, 58 pages long you can read it in, t in, in 8 point not in 10 point with double line spacing it's in 8 point it's 56 pages long <laughs> right that took me 5 years to finish <clears throat> it did so for people that say you know you have to follow this religion or that religion one of the main religions that are out there you don't would you believe that the fourth largest faith spiritual beliefs is atheism followed behind Christianity, Islam, and Buddhism. It's actually atheism. People that say that there is no God, that they don't want to believe in a God, that they don't believe in a sovereign, that they don't believe in anything. But if you actually talk to atheists, they have a level of spirituality and faith that is not tied to one being. It's not tied to a set of rules. Their rules are the principles of not being a dick. And I've done a video on them before. The principles of not being a dick. That is what atheisms, a atheists, sorry, atheists actually follow. They don't really follow a religion. It's more faith. And is it put into one person or being? No, it's, it's, it's a higher source, it's a higher being. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, go and talk to atheists. Seriously, go and talk to some atheists. <laughs> You'd be surprised the conversations that you could have. I walked in in, in a Buddhist mindset talking to some of, some of my friends who are atheists. I walked in with the Buddhist mindset of open heart and open mind, prepared to hear and answer and ask questions, answer questions and ask questions on many different fronts to get all the information, why they felt the way they did, why they believe so strongly the way that they do. It was amazing the answers that came back. They are spiritual. They have a faith. Do they put it in God, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, Vashnu, any of them? No. They put it in pure intelligence in pure consciousness in energy they put it in science that science can explain many things that science can do wondrous things they put it in their own mind in their own self not in some benevolent being that you sit and you pray to and hope that everything works out they understand that you have to do work that you have to move through certain stages within your life to understand that you have all the power to create every single possibility that you can think of there are limitless potentials infinite potentials for you you just have to do the work you can't sit there and pray to a benevolent being and hope that it all works out you have to do the work so tomorrow I will have Maribel on with me it's going to be awesome I have a whole bunch of questions that she is going to be answering she does a lot of work with the spiritual she is a, is a spiritual medium has been working with people on life and personal coaching for the last 20 years she hasn't like me she hasn't really gone and gotten too many diplomas or organized education i just finished my counseling diploma that's the last one that i've done so far working on hypnotherapy um but she's done a lot of a lot of counseling she's done a lot of work with people over the last 20 years that has all come intuitively through spirit, through source, through spiritual messages that she has received. So it's going to be an amazing conversation. I hope you guys are going to be here. All of, all of this, 
is also in Leave the Dogma. So if you haven't grabbed your copy, click on the links that are in the description of the video and either go and grab your physical copy or your digital copy, whichever one suits your purposes. For everyone that has just received their books, I am so happy that you got your book. I hope that you enjoy them. I will be out of here. I'm getting out of here. And I will be back tomorrow at 10.30am, 10 10 sorry, Mountain Standard Time. Until then, you guys have an awesome day and we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.